that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God, His remnant, His red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two. Patriots with truth. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome. Welcome this Sunday, August 13th, 2023. It's word and worship time. We're going to be uh, lifting up the Lord and learning about the second beast in Revelation. We'll be studying that in Revelation 13. We'll also be doing communion. So if you have a chance to go grab your elements, uh, that'll be later in the service, but we'll grab your elements with uh, some, uh, any type of bread or cracker, as well as any uh, wine or, or grape juice or some type of liquid that you'll use for communion. That would be awesome. Uh, a couple of quick announcements before we pray is uh, Facebook is now censoring completely the music. And so uh, even though I have the license for the CCLA streaming license and the purchase license and it's all documented in the, in the comments the way it's supposed to be done, uh, Facebook has chosen to mute most of the songs. So if you really want the full experience, um, please move to Rumble. I put, the, I put it in the chat, the, the link to the Rumble channel. I think you'll find the experience way better. Um, the music it comes through perfectly clear and uh, Facebook's not giving notifications out. We have one-tenth the views that we've had in the past over the last uh, four months as Facebook's completely, completely decided they do not like Blessed to Teach. So I'm just asking all of you guys on Facebook to please let your friends know, give them the link that's down in the comments and make sure that you get over because once I start playing the first song here in just a few minutes, 
um, Facebook will likely mute it. If not, they'll mute mute it before uh, when people come back and, and, and listen to it, right? Depending on what song I play, but most likely you are not going to be hearing it and not get the full experience of this beautiful uh, worship music that I just love with has the lyrics on it, have we attach it to scripture. Um, there are, she's, uh, she's now next week going to be making them all full screen where uh, it's going to be just a, even a more dynamic experience. So if you want that and be able to really worship with us on Word and Worship Thursdays and Sundays, as well as Praise and Prayer Mondays and Thursdays, make sure you go to the Rumble channel and not Facebook. Okay, so we just have to start moving, guys. I know it's not easy because people are used to Facebook, but I'm just asking you, please uh, look at that link below. Go, go experience once on Rumble. And then uh, you can go to live chat. You can chat with me as there as well. I'll be watching the live chat on Rumble. And again, uh, I may start not going uh, live at all on Facebook probably within the next couple weeks. So if you if you want to follow Blessed Teach, please move over to the Rumble channel. Okay. All right. Let me lift this up, Heavenly Father. Just thank you so much for all this beautiful music that you've been able to allow us to have video and and all the volunteers that are helping attach it to scripture. Thank you for that. And that from Sweden, Gus, um, thank you for, for that. Thank you for all the people that are helping, um, all the volunteers uh, that are helping with the neighborhood like Lois and Gloria and all the people that have groups. God, there's tons of them, Charlotte and Pamela and Tammy. And I know Lois is doing that as well. And you got so many other people, Lord. We just thank you so much for all these volunteers that are making the neighborhood.social such a beautiful place to congregate together as Christian patriots, Lord. We just lift that up to you. We lift the neighborhood up to you. We lift this show up to you. We lift all the censorship up to you, Lord, that's happening, uh, dramatically reducing everything on Facebook, Lord. We just pray that you'll break through that barrier and people move over to the Rumble channel, Lord. We just submit all this to you. But we just, right now, get into your word. Get into your music, get into your scriptures, and just marinate the next 90 minutes on you, Lord. We love you, and we say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so we are going to jump in to um, some music, right? I'm just going to start with the, the, the beautiful song that we did, did on Friday as well. But uh, it just it jumps into um, how, nothing else more important than, than the Lord, right? That's, that's uh, I really believe that's the, the, the truth. We're going to start there, start digging in, and it's called Nothing Else. Um, it says, I just want you, nothing else. And I know, uh, Elizabeth, you, you, you like to read sometimes, so if you wouldn't mind maybe doing the second song here. And then Jesus says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. We love him because he first loved us. That's 1 John 4, 18 and 19. And Jesus said, if anyone would come to after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's Matthew 16, 24. The second line that we emphasize in this song says, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. All the saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Out of Deuteronomy 33, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's Philippians 3, 3. And this talks about Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. And I love this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. This is something Deuteronomy 6.5. It's also a very important tenet of the 
Christian Langs. Again, you're probably not listening to this, hear this music if you're on Facebook. But uh, those on Rumble, those on Backstage, uh, let's, let's just marinate in this beautiful song. Nothing else will do 
coming back to where we started Coming back to where we started When I first felt your love You're all that matters, Jesus You're all that matters Coming back to what really matters Just your heart just want to bless your heart, Jesus I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment Never wanna leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything I just want you. I just want you. Ah, beautiful, huh? Yeah, I want to go to um, one of these songs that are wide that I think you really enjoy. That 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 uh, is that is is uh, the new format that we're going to be using going forward. Uh, you can see here uh, Elizabeth if you wouldn't mind uh, reading this one if you can this is about how great is our God and where we have the wide video Go absolutely um, good day from Australia everyone so welcome mm -hmm. wonderful blessed to teach family <laughs> thank you um, okay how great is our God there is none like you O Lord you are great and your name is great in mind Jeremiah 10 verse 6 the beginning and the end it is done i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end revelation 21 said the lion and the lamb weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has conquered revelations 5 5 and he looked at jesus and he walked by and said behold the lamb of god john 1 36 lastly is the name above all names Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Thank you, Lord. That is Philippians. Alright. Thank you. That grace our God. That he's beginning to end. He's the lion the lamb. He's the name that is above all names. And I'm gonna flip one of the cameras around as I'm playing with my new software. It's just uh, pretty awesome. Put Elizabeth down here if I can do it. Let's see here. And free up the middle of the screen a little bit for this beautiful longer meeting. I think you guys will enjoy us as we continue to play. The splendor of the king Clothed in majesty Let all the earth rejoice Let all i 
at his voice and trembles at his voice. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great. teaching on Revelation. So if you want to follow along, uh, Revelation 13, I'm going to show it on my screen though, so uh, probably just can relax and um, if you have any questions, put those in the chat. 
Um, I'll be looking at uh, Facebook as well as looking at um, the Rumble rants and backstage, right? So you can go backstage, by the way, be back here worshiping with us, camera on or off. And all the recordings are available that are backstage as well, where we have special events. So that's just blessedteach.com. That's where you can get the free show notes of everything I'm showing you. Uh, you'll also be able to get that uh, go to join backstage. You'll get links to the neighborhood where we're socializing, neighborhood.social, and then also um, the training that we do there. All right. So let's dig into this right now, and we will uh, get into some very beautiful stuff here on uh, Revelation. And so we again went through the first beast last time we uh, taught on Thursday. It's usually Monday, Thursday, Sunday. So we're, when I do the Bible teachings, and um, Thursday we went over the first beast. I believe this is the Antichrist. We talked about that uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, there's some other other thinking around this, but it really tied back to Daniel. Talked about a lot of other scriptures and went to two Thessalonians, all that type of stuff. So we see this dragon, um, who's clearly Satan. The dragon is clearly Satan, right? The that and the power he's given the power to this beast, right? And the beast is very similar to Satan in, in the map because it's got diadems and horns and and head, multiple heads, right? And so now we look at the second beast now as we dig into that. It says, Then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. It makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. And by the signs that is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was not, and it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast, so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it caused all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. So that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of man, which, and his number is 666. Obviously, six is man. This is man three times, right? And so um, this comes down to some a, a lot of speculation to who is the second beast? What is the second beast? And that's why I like to teach different perspectives. And so remember, we've uh, dug into quite a bit of different perspectives on the pre-test view that think almost all of this stuff happened before AD 70, which means they have to predate the book of John before that. It's one of the big fallacies, I believe, because it's clearly dated in the, in the 90s, I think. Um, but uh, also, um, there's many other things I have a problem with pre-test view um, uh, in, in it like for instance the 12 kings of the toes of Daniel I think clearly are future and I'm trying to say that the 12 governors of Rome um, just doesn't fit because there was more than that and uh, and they doesn't talk about Rome uh, governors it's talking about kings of the whole area there was only one king in you know or emperor in Rome so that's that's uh, but I, I always like to teach that pretest view because it's got some I think it, a lot of what happened was the preludes to, to what was what was going to be happening there 
I forgot to change my background to the Christian background. Let me get that there. I don't want to have a have that. I'm going to have this other one, which I like better here behind me. But anyway, what we have is is as, as we dig into each and every one of these views, um, I, I like to not sit here and um, criticize too much as much as just explain my views and you get to decide and search for yourself, right? I think that's really important as we dig into here. So, and the other other really intriguing one was was uh, uh, the historic view, which really gets you to understand Christian history more, which is very valuable, I think. And you look at the seven churches and it actually talks about church ages and it's saying that's not talking about those physical seven churches that were back then. It's talking about these, it's just, they're using this in examples like Smyrna, that's where, Polycarp was uh, was was part of that church, and he was uh, kind of the leader in apologetics, if you will, back then about about the Christian faith, and was uh, martyred. And uh, you can see that, yeah, that that so time it could have been that third era of the church, right? It's really intriguing, and I think some of these could be multi-layered and true. So, like, they could be preludes in the pre-tis view, if you will, and then God could have been talking to the actual physical churches back then, which I think He was, and also tell us about the church ages that are going to be happening and then obviously the futurist view which I hold uh, is, is really talking about these physical things that are going to be happening in the tribulation period the seven-year tribulation period and so those are those are all fun things to dig into as we dig into it. So now how does it apply to the first beast and the second beast right so let's let's dig into that so the first thing we want to talk about is uh, the fact that this second beast is the false prophet. So the good news is that we don't have to argue about that. Why? Because it's right in scripture, right? <laughs> because 16.3 says, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. So right there, what's it tell us? It's telling us that we, um, that we have a false prophet is the second beast. Right, so, so we don't have to argue about that at all. In fact, it says it even again to really give us confirmation in Revelation 19:20. Then the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who is in his presence, had done the signs which, by which he deceived those who had received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped its image. These two were thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. So we know that's what's going to happen in Revelation 19, and also in Revelation. Uh, um, yeah, I'm sorry, in the, that opened up another screen there for me. But whole point being is that we we know that because of Revelation 16, false prophet, and Revelation 19, um, that 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 is the case. I'm going to move this here to get it in the right spot. All right, so now that's that's a, a, a clear that we have this first beast, which is most likely the Antichrist. Right, that it gets his power from the devil, and then, then, the, then this first beast is, uh, and the second beast comes. It's a false prophet, a religious leader, most likely, right? That is going to be leading people to the first beast. And so, if we get to verse 11 here, that then I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It's two horns, like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. So we know this false prophet is going to try to emulate Christ, right? And it's pretty sad, but. This is what ends up happening. Is what you do see here, is in in these different passages that I'm going to bring up here, is Revelation one Kings. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trenches. 
And then, and when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. So right here, we're gonna see that this first beast, this, this, the second beast, this false prophet is going to try to get them to worship the first beast, right? And uh, this is, and he's going to do all these miracles, all that type of stuff. So we're going to see that um, he, that, that, that 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 just like we worship the the Jesus, we worship the Lord God. This is what they're going to try to do. And so here we are on some of these that, about mimicking God uh, by fi by falling fire from heaven, for instance. Verse thirteen wanted to go there. Sorry, I jumped jumped around here. So the first, the first thing that I that was emphasizing is the it is the false prophet, and then he resembles the lamb, like because he's got the two horns, right? It, uh, and like a lamb, and it spoke like a dragon. It's interesting that it says like a lamb because it's not the lamb of God, right? And like the dragon, so it's not Satan, right? It is it's the false prophet pointing to Satan. It exercises all authority in the first beast's presence and makes the earth and its heavens worship the first beast, whose mortal wound was healed. And uh, again, the mortal wounds were, were healed, as obviously Jesus didn't have mortal wounds. He literally died, right? And then came back to, to, to life. Here they're going to try to emulate it by showing he's almost dead and it was healed. Whether it was a hoax or whether it was true, we know, um, we know that, again, it comes back to them try, trying to emulate Christ. And it's another it also digs into verse 13 here. It performs great signs, making fire come down from heaven to the earth in front of people. And it's and by its signs that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast. It deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Wow, guys, there's there's a lot there. But, but this whole thing about performing signs... Right, right in front of people, um, you know that, and, and basically what you have here is again emulating these signs, and this, and by the signs that it was allowed to work again, allowed to work only, only God can allow this, right? Because Satan can't do anything without God allowing it. So this is obviously something that God's allowing to do it for this very short period of time, probably three and a half years that we talk about. This reminds me a little bit of uh, Revelation 8, 7, when you say the first angel blew his trumpet and there followed hail from fire mixed with blood. And these were thrown upon the earth and a third of the heaven was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up and all the grass was burned up. So here he is throwing fire down from heaven. Well, that's what God, God is, is what he probably, he probably already had done. Um, we see that in multiple places too, like the two witnesses. Fire comes out of their mouth, right, in Revelation 11.5. And if anyone would harm them, fire pours out from their mouth and consumes their foes. And anyone would harm them, this is how he is doomed to be killed. If, if it's chronological order, obviously, they've seen the witnesses already do that. So, uh, again, a lot of people take these, these timings of these visions of the dragon and the woman and the beasts and uh, they apply it over the seals timeline and the trumpets timeline um, i'm not exactly sure if that's um, the way it was intended so we'll uh, i think it's more chronological again that's again tim lahaye's view who who was behind the left behind series 
shows it more, more, more being a chronological type view. And those are the type of things that we can think through. I think God just wants us to think through it, but clearly he's trying to emulate the lamb. He's trying to emulate God and the power that God did in many different time periods, right? Um, like Elisha pouring down from heaven, like we're talking about here in uh, like two kings you see. Uh, but Elijah answered the captain of the 50, I am the man of God. Let the fire come down from heaven and consume you and the 50. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Right, remember when Elijah did that? Elijah also did this here in uh, 1 Kings 8, 38, where, where obviously um, the fire came down from Mount Carmel, right, which we just read about. And again, everybody started worshiping the Lord here. So that's what Satan, God allowed Satan to do with this first and second beast. The second beast comes in doing these miracles um, to basically fool the people. And um, this is the time where God was giving them chance after chance after chance, and now he's going to allow them to be deceived. Um, and so hopefully some people will, will even in that amount of time, in, uh, be able to see that it's false, right? And get the right mark, the mark, the mark uh, of the Holy Spirit and not the mark of the beast, which we're going to be going into next here. So verse 14 and 15. Um, we talk about these signs and the beast that deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image of, for the beast that was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak. <laughs> and can you imagine that? This big, huge uh, statue, really. And might cause the whole the, those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. So here's this big statue, kind of remind you what happened way back in Nebuchadnezzar, right, when he told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all everybody to bow down, and those uh, Meshach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not, would not bow down, right? And we saw the fourth man in the fire in a miraculous way. Um, but uh, it's, it's interesting how these things kind of point to different aspects of, of biblical text that kind of come around. That's why we have preludes to true events. So a lot of what's happening now, I believe, may be preludes to, to, to the second coming and the great harvest at the end, the great white throne judgment, everything that happens in the future. I believe, as been talking about in this series, that many things that are happening with the great awakening and what's probably going to be a great exodus and a great harvest is going to happen before the tribulation, I believe. That's a time we're in. That's what the prophets are talking about significantly. So I think we really need to consider that. Um, so these, so remember, idols have mouths that cannot speak, right? We see that in Psalm chapter one of Psalms chapter uh, one fifteen here. And you see. In verse 4 and 5, it says, The idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see. And so what does, what does, what does this false prophet do? Well, it gives, it, it actually allows this, the beast, the, 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 the actual image of the beast to actually talk, right? <laughs> so that is like just showing you, um, you know, the, whether it's a hoax or whether it's demonic powers, it really doesn't matter. The whole point is it's deceiving people and it's uh, mimicking. And that's what you, you see in the Q drops a lot of times talks about mirror because Satan cannot create anything. He mirrors what God does, tries, tries to mirror it as much as possible. We saw that all in Exodus and all the, you know, in the early plagues, they tried to mimic, show, hey, I can do that too. Right? Are they? And, but but they are doing it either with a hoax or with some type of uh, demonic power that's not nearly as powerful as God. So eventually, when the big plagues came, they couldn't even come close to doing it. Right? 
so that so that so it's um, so this biblical warning um, in Deuteronomy chapter 13 is important too, where it talks about if a prophet or a dreamer dreams arise among you and gives you a sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods, which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dream, dreamer of dreams. So this is, this is a huge warning that just because you see somebody doing amazing things and doing miracles does not mean that or, or they're a prophet that, that predicts something does not mean necessarily they're a true prophet right does not especially if they t tell you to go after other gods there's many 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 channels that acknowledge god and are trying to tell you you're going to ascend a third and fourth fourth fifth density earths and that and that they teach a different god they're, they're telling you to go after different gods not the not the right jesus they totally deny the biblical text of what is taught about the true god right so be careful of uh, even if it's a prophet that does signs and wonders or they say some things are going to happen if they're leading you after the wrong god you should not be following them right for the lord god for the lord your god is testing you to know whether you love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul so if you if you see somebody predict something correctly but they're teaching the wrong jesus or the wrong god or the wrong gospel right which all the new angels are right um, you got a question, why are you following them? Is that junk intel, which Amanda Grace's prophetic words, the Lord told her that? Is junk intel worth following people that are leading you to, a, to the wrong God? Right, this channel, on my channel, was guilty of doing that with, with, uh, with somebody that was doing decodes for me. He's lead, lead eventually, he, uh, we had to separate because of the theology, just issues, this very issue. Again, it doesn't matter how smart they are. How um, and again, so many other people are, are are have channels that are that are doing amazing things. Maybe telling you about amazing things that you might think they came true. They predicted it came true. Oh, they have great intel. Well, they're leading you to the wrong God. So be careful. You should. That's why King says, "Be careful who you follow." Right? You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him, and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and hold fast to him and uh, that is a, again this is a warning this is a test for us and it's a test for the people so i believe many many even in these horrible times that this happens in the future and i believe in the seven year real period of time now we're now would be in the last three and a half years right the worst of the worst that many people will understand um, this this passage out of deuteronomy 13 and take that warning and know just because he's doing miracles just because it's the fire is coming down from heaven does not mean it's true, right? That's a pretty, pretty critical, a pretty, pretty critical thing to understand. So that was really the big, big biblical warning. I want to get to the Antichrist uh, gives his power, many false signs by Satan. So in two Thess Thessalonians again, another chapter about the end times is interesting to, to revisit as well. It says and with the lawless one, we. I'm sorry, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Most people think that's the Antichrist, right? So again, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. So that we saw that a little bit in chapters 19 and 20 of Revelation, right, that we we're pointing to when it's talking about the false prophet. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. So right there, he's told us in the New Testament that 
this false prophet, this false, this this Satan and and the beast. You know, they're going to come with with. He's going to give that power for with false signs and wonders. So don't be looking for signs and wonders to what's true and what's not true. That's the biggest point here as we get into the end times, because God's going to allow Satan to have some of those appear uh, appearances of power, um, just like some of the magicians back in Exodus, right? And all the wicked deceptions for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so to be saved. So that's pretty obvious, isn't it? Looking at Deuteronomy and looking at 2 Thessalonians that we're going to be tested in the end times with false prophets, false uh, wonders, false signs. So don't be using that as your only determination of truth, right? You need to love the truth. Love the true Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Love the gospel. The right God, the right Jesus, the right gospel. I would talk about the big three rocks. That is what we need to really focus on, in my opinion, as we move forward in these uh, last days. And even if, if this is the prelude to the last days, which I believe it is, before to prepare our hearts to be used by God for the great harvest, that's what I want. I'm hoping that's what you want. And that's why I believe the book of Revelation is here, just to think through and make sure that we are looking at different scriptures. So look at, we've already been pulled into Deuteronomy, we've been pulled into later into Revelation, we've been pulled into 2 Thessalonians, and we're learning the Word of God as we study Revelation. I think that's why the book of Revelation exists, so we would search and think and understand what our times are now, what our times are going to be in the future. Um, with that, I'm going to jump into a little bit more music, and what I'm going to do here we just did that song, but I'm gonna go into a couple of songs we haven't heard for a while. This is kind of a cute one I just wanted to bring up. This is Noah Build a Boat. It's a fun one to just uh, think about. Back in, in Genesis, right? Noah Build a Boat, sitting in the sand. Told everybody. Everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float. And by the way, again, if you're on Facebook right now, this is probably gonna mute. Uh, maybe not this song because it's a, a less known artist. He didn't go to the Cabal in Nashville. So he's doing the Texas circuit. Curtis Grimes, he's awesome. So anyway, wanted to let you know that uh, as we play these songs, the second song will probably be completely muted. Go to Rumble. There's a link down in the chat, okay, in the, in, in the comments of Facebook. Make yourself an ark of wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover inside and outside with pitch with Genesis 6.14. So he, he obeyed. Well, Moses obeyed, even though he looked crazy. So let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. And then just like Luke 137 says, for nothing is impossible with God. And when God opens the door, he'll lead you through. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. So take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. Again, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us grow, not grow weary of doing good, for due season you will reap if we do not give up. So let's not give up. Move over to Rumble, Facebook people, because you're not good at music. Once we get to some of the others. Love y'all. Worship the Noah Bellabow. People gonna tell you you're crazy fool. Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue When God opens the door, well, He'll lead you through So take that leap of faith or you regret what you didn't do Remember, no built 
It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact It can spin you around, flip you upside down Leave you flat on your back And when you think you can't Just hold your head up high Till it rains for 40 days and 40 nights Remember Noah built a boat Sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said Man, you've lost your mind this time That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy Maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wouldn't even Supposed to rain when no one built a boat. So take every chance you get, don't you quit. Cause if you believe it's true, it starts with you. Built a boat, sitting in the sand Told everybody, everybody said Man, you've lost your mind this time That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When no one built a boat season we will reap if we do not give up hmm. all right we have uh, another song that I that has been expanded to the longer version see we did how great is our God apologize that was how great was our God we have uh, what a beautiful name and I think we had one more that she did 10,000 reasons. That's the one. So, uh, Elizabeth, you might mind reading this. Oh, bless the Lord, O my soul. I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That is Psalm 103, verse 1. You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Nahum 13a Your name is great. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10 verse 6 And lastly, sing like never before. O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Psalm 30 verse 4 Awesome. So let's worship to that right now. And this is another one that's a widescreen one that's fun to uh, see the new the, the format. And uh, some of her videos are so beautiful. If you're on Facebook, you're probably going to lose sound. Come to Rumble. Links down in the comments. Mm -hmm. 
bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I worship your holy name. Jesus, I will worship your holy name. Worship your beautiful I want to say thank you for Annette and for um, uh, Elizabeth from Sweden and Australia actually worshiping with us live on the cameras appreciate that we've had uh, up to 15 20 people worshiping sometimes on Mondays and Thursdays so we'd love to have you guys back here as well um, we have uh, we're right in the middle of teaching Revel the second beast in Revelation 13 and we're going to finish that up and then we're going to get into communion. So if you haven't got your elements, uh, get your elements. That would be just some type of bread or crackers and something, to, something some liquid that will be representing the blood of Christ and the bread of life. Uh, so he is the bread of life. It's just going to be awesome as we start digging into that here shortly as well. Um, but let's talk a little bit about um, uh, some more stuff in Revelation we're going to get into now. Uh, we dug, dug into verses 14 and 15 in the idols, right? And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak, right? <laughs> Just making idols that can't speak, speak. So God grants him the ability to do these miracles. The beast is getting the miracles from uh, the power from Satan. And uh, so these satanic, demonic powers are, he, are being allowed to happen to deceive people. Um, but God's given us plenty of warnings like we talked about in Deuteronomy and other scriptures to Thessalonians that don't believe miracles, right? That is not the not how we determine truth. Truth is who's the true God, the true Jesus, and the true gospel, right? Now, verse 16 and 17, we get also, it caused causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead. Obviously, this comes down to the mark of the beast, which is discussed quite a bit here. I wanted to back to go to Psalms. Uh, 115 4 5 says their idols are silver and gold the work of their of human hands they have mouths but do not speak eyes that do not see right we just talked about that so they're getting that power from that um, and all of a sudden we see this mark that has to come on it in Deuteronomy 6 6 through 9 um, remember that God's God's laws um, were actually put on the hands and the foreheads. His authority over their actions and thoughts, right, were were given to, and, and many Jews take that literally. Israelite, Israelites, Israelites actually put some on their hands and send some on their foreheads, the actual Torah, right? And you can see here back in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, it says, and these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You know, and that's, that applies to us today. We should have the biblical scripture in our heart as much as possible. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. And look at what the verse 8 says. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and it shall be on your frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them down on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So many people do that. I know uh, Chris, who is a big part of the, this ministry, uh, before they built their their building, they 
uh, it's a childcare center, you know, put scripture all over their doorposts before as they were building it, right? <laughs> so, write write down uh, the scriptures on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. But that this eight is what uh, the beast is mirroring it again. He's trying to take a biblical concept and saying, "I'm gonna, you need to put it on your hand and your forehead, right, or your forehead, the the sign." And you can see that this is a biblical concept, um, and, and and really this comes down to this right here, which is a what they call a, a tefillin. Several other names they call this, but but you will see that this is uh, literal scripture that will be wrapped around them. You can kind of see what this looks like, where sometimes it's a little box that'll actually have part of the Torah in there, right? Part of the Torah in there, and uh, there's many different types of these devices that will go on your forehead or your or or your hand you can see these straps that usually hold this is the little box here it's on the it goes all the way to the hand and it's a Torah on his arm and there's one on his forehead you see that right there so there's that little box with the Torah on their forehead and here's the Torah on their hand if you will because it wraps all the way down the hand many have put on the arm at least it's usually on your non-dominant arm versus the right um, which I thought was interesting that's the mirror because what what most most of them have their left hand, right? And so, so God, so what's Satan do? Put puts it on your right. And here you have a, another look at this, where the Torah is wrapped around with a little box here with the Torah on it and, a, and on their forehead. So that's people that take it literally. And um, I guess uh, in, in many many Jewish synagogues, they they do have these on their foreheads during certain prayer times, right? Um, and so, it's, again, it's usually a black leather box with leather straps containing scrolls and parchment inscribed with the verses from the Torah. Uh, they're worn by adult Jews during weekday morning prayers. So, again, on the head up here, you'll see right there, as well as on usually right here on the arm, but straps all the way down to the hand, right? Some, some actually have the box up here. Um, but, again, that comes back to that verse we were just looking at where it says you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and on and, and again that's Deuteronomy 6 uh, 8 Deuteronomy 6 8 and they shall be as frontless between your eyes so interesting that that mark of the beast is just trying to mirror what God already does right um, now again here's another part of this too if you look at Revelation 7 3 which we've already gone over but it says saying do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. So here again, we just saw back here that he's sealing us on our foreheads. And so what, what does the beast do? He wants to seal you with the false Christ. He wants to seal you with the false gospel, with the false God, right? As you worship the beast versus worship God Almighty. And so it's really sad what happens here, but you see this quite a bit in scripture. Here's other ones that says, Revelation 14:1. Then look, I behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb, and with him 144,000 who had his the his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. So they want you to write the beast's name on there, right? They want to do anything besides get you to do what uh, the Lord's actually taught to you. That everything is mirrored, it's falsified um, with this great deceiver. He's the great deceiver. Even all the way back in Ezekiel, we see some of this happening. And the Lord said to him, Pass through the city, through Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sign and groan over the abominations that are committed in it. So here's this evil city. They went and looked for people that were God-fearing people. And they marked them on the forehead. Again, this is the true sign versus um, the, these, old, these, these uh, 
false signs of, of and here you have Exodus 28 same same type of thing talking about marking you shall make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a signet holy is the Lord this is a Exodus 28 36 through 38 and you shall fasten it on a turban by a cord of blue it shall be on the front of your turban it shall be on Aaron's forehead and Aaron shall bear any guilt from the holy things that the people of Israel consecrate as their holy gifts. It shall regularly be on his forehead that they may be accepted before the Lord. So you kind of see a trend here, don't you? Where clearly we have the great deceiver mirroring what God's trying to do, trying to get you to do anything but follow him. You know, so either you, you're before all this, he deceives us just by people becoming secular and not even ignoring religion and just, you know. Now it's becoming extremely clear there's good and evil and he's making them make a decision, right? So uh, in the end times, these last three and a half years, I believe, or many people think it's right now, as we've talked about Melissa Redpill and all the signs in heaven, believes that. Uh, we, we see many many of the historists that were in the tribulation now, many um, Stella Emanuel, who's on my show, uh, thinks we're in the tribulation period. Uh, I believe it's, we're not, but but the whole point is is that there's going to be deception, great deception. You're going to need to choose, and don't let miracles and signs and wonders be the only one, because God is going to allow that to deceive people, right? And so that's extremely important. And the, the way I'm going to wrap this up, just kind of with this verse about how important it is to be sealed, but be be sealed by the Holy Spirit, right? Here is Ephesians 4:30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And uh, if I look at uh, the next couple of verses there, I'm going to go to the whole chapter and go back down to 30. This is Ephesians. Ephesians 4 is awesome, by the way. It's where your calling. It's talking about your calling and how we need a bond of peace between the body of Christ and the spirit of unity. All the things that we need are so applicable to today. But again, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit by, uh, of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You've been sealed for the day of redemption, guys. So what are we supposed to do? Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. That's what we need to be doing right there, right? In Ephesians 30, make sure we're sealed by the true seal the holy spirit seal right and live that way um and it's understanding what god's done for us um, what, what what beautiful uh, scriptures revelation leads you to as you start digging into this right and um, we just know that he's going to try to get us to do the fault sign this is why it says this is why it says so that no one can buy or sell we know that right the mark of the beast it says this calls for wisdom let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of man and it is 666 and uh, I remember this could be a variety of things a lot of theories www by the way for the internet and um, W is, is the Hebrew number uh, letter for six so if you look at that uh, www666 could be the internet right <laughs> so it's calculated it most people think it's gematria though if you've got if you've done any study on Q you know there's a lot of gematria in there so um, Hitler's name came to 666. Uh, uh, many other names come to the 666 calculation. There's a lot of them. That's why the Germantra is a little 
uh, suspect to me in some ways because uh, it, it, there's so many different things it points to, right? The, 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 but, but I believe the Antichrist is going to have Jamantra that probably adds up to 666. What I believe is probably that calculation we're supposed to be making, right? I did want to also just kind of go back to a quick summary. And this is uh, the, the judgments that we're in and kind of, kind of make sure everybody understands where we are in this process. And this is uh, the chart that we've been talking about here, right? The seals. So we went through all these, the four horses, right? And all those, and we went through the, the, the martyrs being released. And this would be basically for the seven seals, the first four being the horses, right? And then all of the martyrs, all the way to the 144 being sealed. Um, and then the half hour of silence, because it's an interlude right after the seals. And then, boy, once that seventh seal is open, boom, that opened up all the trumpets. And all the trumpets came through here. And you have the third of the earth again this was a quarter of the earth one-fourth of the earth and now you have a third of the earth being affected with the trumpets which include the vegetation the sea creatures the fresh water the sun the moon and the stars and again you got melissa redbill taking hey we're in this now and this is all the great awakening and all the chemtrails and stuff they're doing that's what's doing that right that you know and bill gates wanted to cover part of the sun right so uh, could we be in here now? You know, that's what some people think. I don't think so, but I think it's going to be a physical 70-year period that we're not going to be in yet because we're going to go through this huge great awakening, great exodus, and great and, and great um, harvest, which is a prelude to the very end, second coming harvest. That's what I believe. But you can see, you can see how they have biblical basis for a lot of this. And then you come back down to uh, right before the, the, the three woes, right before the last woe is the seventh trumpet, there's an interlude, and that's what we've been doing. That's when he had this vision of the woman and the dragon and the beast. So many people say, well, that's pointing to all the things that are happening here and here beforehand. I think it's more likely chronological, and it's talking about the last seven years, right? And uh, that, and that even during the last seven years, at this three and a half year mark, which is right here, because remember when they open up the seventh seal, which we're about ready to get to, that seventh seal comes. It's like. Boom, you get the bowls, and it's a hundred percent of the earth is affected, and you get the source and the sea and the blood and, the, and, and, and all the fresh water's gone and the sun burns everything and all this stuff happens. When the bowls happen, it is judgment time. It is over. It's a hundred percent of the earth, right? And so I tell you what, if if if, if, if I, I believe this is physical and it's gonna be very obvious when we're and everybody's gonna agree we're in the tribulation, <laughs> right? That's what I think. Uh, but again, our hearts always have to be ready for the second coming of Christ. And that is one thing that's going to be quite exciting as we dig in here. And so with that, I want to, we'll get into communion right after one more song. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's dig into that right now. And so I'm going to try to find one more that's the expanded version of this. Apologize, I haven't got all this quite set up as we're changing the music around, right? But there's, uh, there's the, what a beautiful name is the other one that we've done. So this is, this is incredible what she's done here. You can see the Rose of Sharon will come up here. Right, Rose of Sharon, that, then she can see the, the video. Every video here, it represents a different name of Christ, right? So this is really amazing what, what, what uh, our videographer's done here on this song. What a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. The mysteries of our God once God once hidden for generations have now been revealed through Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.26. That's what the mystery of the church right there talks about it. It was hidden for generations. You were 
the word at the beginning one with God the Lord most high your hidden glory revealed you in our Christ in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God that's John 1 1 the word is Jesus guys if you go look at that because the word became flesh in John 1 14 you didn't want heaven without us so you brought heaven down again if you're on Facebook this song will probably not play you need to go to rumble the links down below you didn't want uh, see by canceling the record of debt that stood against us then he set aside nailed it to the cross your sins are nailed to the cross guys Colossians 2:14. death could not hold you for you were raised to life again what can separate you now for I am sure that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's Romans 8 38 39 wow what a beautiful name watch the names that flash up for every video that represents the name of you are the God. word at the beginning one with God the Lord most high you hidden glory Sweet. 
those names, all those videos were representing the Rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the creator, the savior, the lamb of God, the bread of life, the king of kings, the beginning and the end, the root of David, the hope of nations, Emmanuel, he's a redeemer, he's a son of man, our advocate, the word, good shepherd, fountain of living water, the rock, the true vine, the chief cornerstone, the mediator of the covenant, the just judge, the resurrection and the life, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the son of righteousness, the lily of the valley, the way, the truth, and the life, the door, the author and finisher of our faith, the amen, the prince of peace, the humble king, the image of God, the king of Israel, the exalted one, the servant king, the carpenter, the man of sorrows, he's a bridegroom, the light of the world, the miracle worker, he is the great I am. He's Jesus. How beautiful is that? I'm gonna find my favorite video there. All right. So we are going to um, now do communion. So those of you would like to participate. Again, I'm going to do a quick teaching on it, though. There's a lot of scriptures I'm going to show you real quick, just real fast. Just kind of get a feel for those of you who may have not really understood what communion do. So it seems like I, I went to church for years doing communion and never really understood what it meant. And so I think it's important for us to just have a little quick lesson on that. And um, again, I've done it pretty extensive in a slower fashion, so I'm going to go uh, quite a bit faster on this right now. Um, but I just want to kind of quickly go over that, and then, then we'll, we'll take the elements of some chips or bread, uh, whatever you'd like to do to do communion, okay? So let me, let me go over that right now. So if you just look at 1 Corinthians 10, 16 through 17, the cup of the blessing that we bless, it is not participation in the blood of Christ. The bread we break, it is, it is, is it not the, the participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Clearly talking about the cup and the bread being a representative of the blood of Christ and the body and the bread being the body of Christ, right? Clearly showing us what this, what this symbolizes. Um, Acts 2.42 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching in the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So we can see the apostles, this is a, a key concept of brothers and sisters breaking bread together, right? You see 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for our sins, the righteousness for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. So you were made alive in the Spirit through Jesus, right? That's the whole point of uh, why he came here. And this is this is why this communion is so important as a symbolic um, act. And you shouldn't be taking communion if you really don't have God in your, Jesus in your heart, right? And so uh, there's a warning about that as well. Isaiah 53, all the way back in the Old Testament, but he was pierced for our transgression and was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds we are healed. Right, obviously, so this what happened on the cross is what we're, what, what we're looking here, is that he was pierced for our transit, and this was a predicted way before even the crucifixion was invented as a punishment. That was written in Isaiah 53, 5 there. Um, you look at 1 John 1, 7, says, but if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
So again, this is celebrating the, our, our new life in Christ and the fact that our sins are nailed to the cross and the blood covers those sins. Really important. John 6, 48, 51 says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. That manna from heaven, right, was not the true living bread of life of Jesus. Verse 50, this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. So the bread came down from the sky versus heaven, right? And <laughs> now you have the real bread of life, the real manna from heaven. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give him for life of the world is my flesh. So this represents the flesh of, of, of his body that was broken for us, right? And, that, and just think about that living heaven from coming down that the Israelis ate. This is now uh, this Christ's flesh basically being a representative of how his body was broken for us and that we have manna from heaven and we'll never die right we'll live forever because of this this is a beautiful thing an important thing for Christians to understand for the bread of God who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world they said to him sir give us this bread always Jesus said to them I am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall not thirst this is the beautiful part of eternal life that this is all pointing to. And uh, John 6, 53, 58 says, So when Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh... And this was a tough teaching. A lot of people left after this because they didn't really understand it. But now we understand this being the symbolic, symbolism and how important it is to understand and have in your heart Jesus as your Savior and understand how important His flesh and His blood is to our forgiveness, right? He said... So, so Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him, as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Woo! Again, tough saying then because they didn't understand it. But now we know how important this is. It's the very essence of Christianity. Um, I tell you, this is Matthew 26, 29. Says I, and, and it says, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. Right, so clearly showing that uh, a statement right before um, the final uh, Lord's Supper, the final Passover that they had. And remember, Jesus is our Passover lamb. And let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So this is real important. We're going to examine ourselves right now, right? For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So you don't want to drink, eat and drink judgment on yourself right now, right? So get your elements, but you need to basically confess um, any sins that you might um, have and uh, just just get your heart clean right now. So with that, I'm just going to take a, just a minute of silence, all right? As, as, we, as we just bow and confess anything and get clean and thank God for what he's done for us, okay? Let's do that now.
Lord, thank you for 1 Corinthians letting us know that we need to make sure our hearts right before we celebrate communion here. So we're going to look at Matthew 26 here, and we'll, uh, we'll see it's also uh, documented in Luke. It's actually in all four Gospels. Um, but let's, uh, let's look at it here. So um, we'll do Matthew 26, and then we'll take the elements during our uh, uh, Luke reading. So here's the Matthew one that says, Now as we were eating, Jesus took the bread after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, and this is my body. And he took the cup, and when he had, take, had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my body of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So this is this is the celebration they did on the Last Supper. We're going to do that as well. I'm grabbing my elements right now real quick. So grab your elements. And then we are going to celebrate it as we read through Luke. Again, this is something that we'll probably do, um, I don't know, once or twice a month here on this program if you want to uh, be joining me on Sunday mornings uh, to do work and worship. That's what we're doing right now. But right now, um, in this moment of uh, being able to really celebrate all what, what Christ is all about, and that is, is the mystery of the church that started when he came for died for our sins, right? And made us, refresh us as new. Here's the Here's a little bit more detail that Luke gives. Again, doctor being more meticulous, he he's, he's archaeologist go back to Luke a lot because of his documentation. It says, and when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until the kingdom, until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Now here it is, it says, and he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. What's interesting, and that's just a little more, another detail, right? So he had this huge cup and they actually divided it up. So most people think that they just pass it around and drank it, right? Like a lot of the Catholics do when they go down to get communion. But that's, that Luke tells us that's not what happened. He took this big cup and he blessed it and then they passed it, divided it up. Then he went into these two things. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes, right? Now here we are in verse 19 of Luke chapter Luke chapter 22 it says and he took the bread and he gave thanks Lord I thank you for this bread thank you he broke it and gave it to them saying this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me he broke this bread off and passed it around so right now take take your bread thank the Lord Thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us your body. That was given for me. And I do this in remembrance of you, Lord. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten. Again, they'd already divided it up, divided it up, right? This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Let's take it now. Thank you, Lord. 
that you poured out your blood for us. And this is the new covenant or the new promise to us. It's the gospel. It's a good news gospel. We thank you for your blood that covers our sins. And um, we see after that, we know what happened. Um, it all comes down to to him being betrayed by, Luke, by, by, by uh, Judas Iscariot, right? And Jesus questioned them on who's, and, and, and he, they began to question one another, which of them was, was going to actually betray him. Um, and then this whole next week that, that you, you'll see is uh, all about the Passover lamb. Um, we'll be studying that in, as we move into the next chapters of John on Friday nights that I teach with Gus. We're in John 14. We're going to get into that last week. So join us on Friday nights to really go through the depth of what John goes through about what happened that last week of Jesus' life um, and what, what he really did for us here and what we're celebrating right now. Um, beautiful time to just celebrate with you guys. Uh, communion, to celebrate the life of Christ, to celebrate uh, really what's going to be happening when the victory comes in Revelation in the last days and really try to understand where we are today. So remember, we know at a minimum we are nearing the end times, right? Now, could it be 200 years from now or it could be two years from now when we move into this very final days. But one thing we do know is there's going to be a great harvest at the end in the second coming. And I believe there's going to be a great harvest before that. And I believe it's going to be before the tribulation. So our times right now, the prophets are being very clear about it. The prophets that I follow and believe in are clearly saying that we're going to go through a great awakening completely where many more are going to wake up. And then we're going to go through a great excess moment where it's undeniable that God saved us from this evil, you know, Luciferian cabal. Not to mention the extreme Muslims and the communists. All, all that kind of together is going to be judged. He's going to give us dominion over the earth, I believe. And there's going to be a great wealth transfer. There's going to be all this stuff going on. Why? Not to sit there and bask in the sun on the beach, but to basically move forward in the great harvest that precedes the tribulation, I believe. That is the time I think we're in. So no, no matter what, we're always ready for the second coming of Christ, right? We're always ready. But right now I believe God is preparing his remnant to be used and glorified in a mighty way for his kingdom. And um, we get to be a part of that. This is such a great time to be living because we get to see what I believe is the end of all Isaiah 61 I've talked about quite a bit which is the vengeance of the Lord coming on this earth that is going to judge the angel of death just like back in Exodus is going to happen to many, many, many evil people. And then we get to be part of this massive harvest of people. Um, stadiums full of people coming to see the Lord as glory is shown through us as the body of Christ. If you want to participate in that, make sure you have Jesus in your heart and make sure you're spending time with him. That's one thing he's wanted me to teach um, as, as he's speaking to me. If you go to the neighborhood and go look at the blog about We Hear You, it's Rick's alone time with God and what he's telling me specifically. What he really wants me to make sure everybody knows is that if you want to be used and see God's glory pour through you in these end times, what you need to be doing is spending time with him. You gotta, you gotta put, we have a new song that we'll be doing soon called First Things First, right? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, that is vital right now. For Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given. And so that means worshiping him like we're doing now, right? That means spending time alone in his word, really understanding his word, digging into it. 
and all, uh, but also spending alone time with him and communicating with God and expecting him to, hear, to, to, to talk to you, right? So all that's uh, documented in, in the neighborhood. I wanted to just show you real quick how you guys can understand that story. And if you look at this here, go to neighborhood social, neighborhood.social. And once you go to neighborhood.social, you will be able to see this if you're on your computer. You can also download this on your mobile phone or on your um, Google Play Store, right? Uh, or the Apple Store. And uh, once you have neighborhood.social loaded on your phone or your computer, you can just go to discuss it's right here where it says discuss. So you can do everything just like in, in Facebook. You have friends, we call them neighbors. Um, you have groups. Um, neighborhood groups or Facebook groups without censorship, right? This is where a lot of people are congregating outside of the times we meet. And then you see these uh, events that we have, all these type of things, but discuss and go to blogs. If you go to blogs, you're going to see um, various people that are getting words from the Lord, including me. And uh, this tells my story. And I just want to let you guys know that it's not that difficult. This is a book by, by Nathan French that really caught on for me at, uh, it's right here this book called it's not meant to be a secret God wants to speak to you and again it's not meant to be a secret you can get that book right there on Jeff French's ministry site right here from the blog and uh, he's got a Facebook as well but again this happened to me and it was an amazing experience is uh, I do my prayers in the morning which will take, takes me only about five minutes to go over to make sure I put an armor of God on and all that type of stuff right so there's predecessor tasks to this I do I also spend time um, in my memory, Bible memory. I love my Bible memory app, by the way. That's another one you can download on your phone. And you go to BibleMemory.com as well on your PC. And they sync with each other. So it's kind of really nice. And you can look at uh, Blessed Teach, Blessed the Number Two Teach group, by the way. And uh, you, you can see what, uh, I think I got 112 verses I'm memorizing. But again, just start with one. Get to two. Um, and, uh, and I, do, I do my Bible memory, and I usually do that for, I don't know, five minutes, maybe ten maximum. And so that's, that's not very time-consuming, guys, to, to do this, right? It's, I just like to get my mind, my prayers done, my armor on, and then memorize some scripture, and then I do a little bit of Bible study. And then not, maybe not my whole plot Bible study, because I just want to get my mind on, the, on, on Him, on His Word. And then I do these, these things that talks about here. I get quiet. I communicate with the Lord. And I expect to hear him talk to me, because he says he will. The sheep will hear his voice. And you get your pen and paper ready, that's what faith is. You have faith. This third step is what most people miss. And I literally just, you just start writing down what the Lord's telling you. And that's what I've done here in this blog, where I write down each day. Um, I don't share private stuff, but especially things that are, that are, that are important for, that the Lord wants people to hear. May this be you. You don't have to share this, but write it down. Write down what the Lord says, and uh, if God share, God leads you to, you can share that. And I think you. This is part of Him guiding us, making our path straight. It's a new, new experience for me, and God really wants me to make sure that you guys are putting first things first. If you want to be used in a glorified way as His remnant in these last days, this is the time to do it. And uh, and and again, I just uh, I had the. Some time with him yesterday, right? And he just told me all these awesome things. I asked him how he was. He said, I'm fine, Rick. However, I still have too many people asleep and not listening to me. Keep discussing how easy it is to hear directly from me. I really believe that.
I just need people's focus and attention. I'm choosing those who will be this is supposed to go glorify me in this hour. Time is very short and I need people's full heart. Let them know I will talk to them directly and more clearly than ever. They just need to fully submit and make me their top priority. Seek, seek the kingdom of God and my righteousness. Seek it first, not second or third, or is my last priority to fit in if no distractions come. It's very easy for me and those saying they have submitted to me to understand if, it's, if that is really true. So it's very easy for me and those saying that they've submitted to me to understand if that is really true. Do they prioritize time with me? Do they study my word? Are any of my verses in their heart? Are they asking me questions? Are they worshiping me regularly? Are they spending time with me alone? I understand how busy life is. God understands you. Um, this is the enemy wanting you to be so busy that all things that take people's time keep them away from me. I do not need people to dedicate all their time to me where they cannot get other things accomplished. I will amplify their time. I will make their path straight and eliminate distractions. I will give them peace and life will become more simple as they get my direction. I'm going to read that part, last part. I will give the peace and life will become more simple as they get my direction. Keep telling them your story and many will listen and reprioritize their lives where I'm truly first. I asked if there's any specifics for me and it kind of applied to you too, so I'm going to read this too. Just continue to love me, to trust me like never before. I know it's hard. I know things look impossible. But I am a God of the impossible. <laughs> Keep marching forward. Keep binding and loosing things in your life. Review past things I have told you and pray how best to accomplish those things. Great and mighty are the things to come in your country. Huge reversals are coming where my remnant will be glorified. Some will even shine like Moses when he came down from the mountain. Many will see huge miracles right before their eyes. Immediately after they pray. Others will be able to bless others with their mouth and see people they love transformed. They will see people they don't even know transformed right before their eyes. The captives are being set free. Who will be my servants during this time? I need sons and daughters that understand their authority in me and are taking direction from me. Learn how to hear my voice better than ever so I can use you in this key time in history. Keep teaching this on your show. Exciting things are in store for all my people who put me first. Thank you for prioritizing me before all your distractions. Now go and be productive as I direct your path each day. Keep resting one day a week so your soul will be refreshed. Now go. So, um, Guys, this can all be found again on the neighborhood. If you go to here, again, it is called. Um, if you hit, hit home here, it's called neighborhood.social. And the red right there, right? So uh, neighborhood.social is where you'll find this. Is where you'll be able to communicate with. It's just like Facebook. Works just like Facebook, guys. I'm talking to you guys about getting off Facebook and moving to Rumble, and also getting off Facebook and moving to neighborhood.social. 
right? Uh, not that you can, you can stay on Facebook for your friends, but if you want other Christian patriots and people that think like you, go to neighborhood.social and uh, create an account. It just takes a couple minutes. And uh, you can actually see this without even creating an account. Um, again, just go to discuss into the blog. Discuss right here and go to the blogs, okay? And you'll see it right here. Rick's Journal of Time Alone with God. Uh, Chris has words of visions from the Lord as well. So I think he'd be, again, with other Christian patriots, I think you'll find that just to be awesome. I'm going to end with a, one more song. And I've got some, can't wait till we get all the wide versions of all these songs. And I'm able to use Zoom ISO to put um, worshipers where they are. And I'm going to have producers help me so I don't have to be going back and forth and ducking and all that. So if my head doesn't get cut off on the screen. And those are, people go, why are you, why are you ducking when you come down back into the camera? Because it will cut off my head. <laughs> If I go all the way up, I would be huge on the screen and you wouldn't be able to see the music or the scriptures. So that's what, that's kind of what I'm working through all this fun stuff. But uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, I think you guys will really be enjoying the, what, what we do here. I am going to grab another song that we haven't heard for a while, Hosanna. Um, it's not widescreen yet, but it will be soon. But this is Hosanna. Elizabeth, do you have time to read that? Mm -hmm. Sure can. Um, Hosanna, Hosanna, eyes, hearts, and oops, hopes are turning to you. We long for you. And the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Matthew 21 9. We find strength to face the day in your presence. All our fears are washed away that according to his riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being Ephesians 3.16 and finally you are the God who saves us worthy of all our praises he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead 1 Peter 1.3b thank you Lord Thank you. Let's let's worship to this as I mess around with a few things. So this is uh, again Hosanna. Remember the word Hosanna is now a praise. It used to be in the Old Testament a uh, it was actually like please save us. Now it's pretty clear that it is uh, a praise, right? So when we sing Hosanna. We're actually saying, Lord, please save us in the Old Testament. In the New Testament in Greek, it's thank you for saving us, Lord. So they put the palm branches down. Let's sing to Hosanna. Praise is rising. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. We turn to you.
today trying to knock this out an hour and a half each Sunday we'll do that uh, and I also want to leave a little bit of time for discussions um, if you guys have questions about Revelation as we get into chapter 14 we're gonna be doing that on Monday and then we'll uh, see you this this weekend uh, next two weekends I'll be traveling uh, but we'll we'll, we'll uh, probably teach on Thursday as well chapter 15 or the back part of 14 so uh, follow along also Fridays uh, Gus and I are doing the, the, the book of John on Friday so we will be in Chicago this weekend as well as next weekend we'll be in Las Vegas for the great reawaken tour um, again um, I also wanted to just do one quick announcement and that is this Wednesday and Thursday is Mike Lindell. So go to MikeLindellEvent.com. Real important, guys, because this is where we can counteract the fake news, right? So if you go to LindellEvent.com, let me show you that. Um, you can get a free gift, a free online gift that he's going to send you. But more importantly, is you're going to be registered for the conference. It's Wednesday and Thursday, where he's going to be given a new plan out that's never been talked about before. It's going to save our elections. He's been working on this for over a year. Less than 20 people know about this, by the way. And um, I tell you what, guys, this this is something I'm, I'm real excited about. If you go to Lindell Election Summit, go to LindellEvent.com. Make sure you use the B2T code as your that shows Mike that hey, I'm driving people to this because I care about this. Again, you just go to LindellEvent.com. You can register with multiple emails if you need to to make sure you get the the the, the proper messages. Uh, the ones obviously use your your email that you are. Um, 
are most likely to be getting the updates because then then we can counteract the, what, the narrative switch that the, the fake news is going to do. So go to lindellevent.com, uh, use the referral code B2T. Let's get this going. Again, it'll be live streamed um, on uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this week. So there's not much time left and uh, we need to, as many patriots uh, that love their country, especially the godly patriots. Um, let's help Mike fight here. Let's uh, get his uh, his free gift. You're going to enjoy too the online gift that you get. Um, but more importantly, again, just getting registered for the conference on uh, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. the 16th and 17th. As much as the time you can be on that at that during that time, he is going to be delivering information that you can disseminate before the fake news, before this globalist cabal of propaganda starts trying to twist and lie about what he's doing in this new plan. So please right now go to lindellevent.com. Lindell's two L's, L-I-N-D-E-L-L, event.com, and use the referral code B2T, get registered. Uh, register some of your friends and family. <laughs> we, need to, we need to get everybody going to this. You can forward um, this uh, that link to others as well. Just make sure they know about the B2T code because they do need a referral code, right? And um, or use somebody else's referral code that you have. Just get you know, so let's get your free gift, uh, the online gift, and but more importantly, let's get the word out on the 16th and 17th about what this new plan is before the fake news propaganda and Satan tries to, the deceiver tries to change what's really going on here. With that, we're gonna we're gonna uh, call it a, a morning. Uh, have a blessed Sunday. Have a blessed week. Um, if all the backstage would mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye. Goodbye and God bless you all. Mm -hmm. Bye. God bless you all. Jesus have a wonderful you. day. Yeah. God bless. Bye. 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 We'll see you guys bye. soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>